0: And welcome to the Signpost End Podcast, a space at life's crossroads to connect with God and find direction. Pour yourself a drink, grab a seat, and join us on the back porch for a friendly conversation about Christian prayer, spirituality, and faithful theology. My name's Matt. And I'm Brandon,
1: and we're really glad you're here. The Signpost End Podcast is brought to you by the Signpost End Ministry, where we offer spiritual direction, retreats and sabbatical residencies, and lots of resources and training. You can find out more about what we do and support us by visiting signpostend.org. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm joined by Matthew Leida and Miles Clickman, co-founders of Recover the Wild Ministry, which is a ministry helping people recover connections to God, self, and creation. Welcome, Matthew. Welcome, Miles. Good to see you guys on the back porch. Yeah. Nice
2: Thanks for having us. having
1: us. Well, it's good to have you guys here with us. Uh, it's always kind of confusing when we have three of us here on the back porch, but we're just gonna grab a drink and go for it and see how things go. So let me start with the basics. Who are you guys? Uh, tell me, uh, well, let's start with Recover the Wild. What is Recover the Wild?
2: So uh, one of my teachers, Stephen Jenkinson, it really says it well. Recover the Wild is about betrayal. It's about betraying anything that betrays life. And so it's it's about looking at anything in in this human experience that betrays life and we betray that and so it's mm-hmm. it's about helping initiate men into wild empathetic authentic true selves who who are who are deeply mystically connected to to god to themselves in a deep way and to to the place where they live to creation i have I have the psalm coming to mind where it says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so there's also this aspect of uh, reconnecting with this, this place that is charged, charged and dripping with God. Oliver, you know, Apostle Paul says, in him we live and move and have our being. And, um, and so we're really interested and committed to helping men live from their truest wildest self, and we're interested in that because we're very interested in the well-being of children, and and partners, and like I said, watersheds and the earth, and so and and men, of course, but we know that that men, uh, their lives for their wholeness or their sin, their their strengths or their addictions, we know that that inevitably spills out into wherever they go. Inevitably, it drips over into the people they're around and the places they're around.
1: So it sounds like the idea of the wild has to do with a connection with life, Um, a connection with, uh, say that thing you said again, the very beginning thing you said about betrayal. I want to hear that part again.
2: Yeah, yeah. Stephen Jenkinson said, betray anything that betrays life. And, you know, where Jesus says, I came to give life and give life abundantly. So we, we are about helping men. Betray <laughs> or help about helping them betray whatever it is that takes away from life, whatever it is that takes away from vitality, from, mm. from the glory of God, from the health of their relationships.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes more sense now. So it's like the vision is um, there's a lot of stuff that betrays life, there's a lot of stuff that destroys life, and you guys are sneaking around the back, or maybe it's a full frontal assault. Uh like uh, you're gonna betray anything that's killing me, anything that's undercutting me
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that sounds like again, the connection to the wild is like an invitation to uh positive spaces, spaces that uh, invitation into moving into spaces that, as you said, are dripping with god i I really love that phrase
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes, yeah, saint Irenaeus he says, or he said a long time ago. <laughs> The uh, glory of God is man fully alive, you know translated and and that's really a good a good line for it is fully alive. And I would take that a little bit further and say, uh, fully alive, which would which would mean really being a generative man and a generative presence for all those around all those around so the kids, the grandchildren, everybody, the rivers the countries the whole the whole thing
1: all right so i think we can come back to that because that's obviously you're obviously hitting on things that i want to talk about and i could talk about that all day long but uh just give me some of the basics of where about you give me some of the basics where you're located what you actually do practically uh, the kind of programs you have Uh, i don't know who wants to field this one Uh, sounds like you miles you're the guy
0: yeah, so we offer a couple of we, we provide a couple of different avenues or spaces for people to engage in some of the things that we offer. One of them we call them estuary retreats. They're they're little three three and a half hour gatherings in the upstate of South Carolina where we we circle around a fire. We do some time out in nature, uh, responding to different uh, prompts. We do some uh, drumming to center ourselves and a lot of times it's focused on uh, we we bring seasonal aspects to these gatherings because there's things to learn from each season you know if we're inviting people back out to the wild and to reconnect with the earth there's things that happen on a cyclical nature with the earth that we are connected to. And especially here in Western culture, it's very easy to be ignorant of those things. And it's not necessarily any one person's fault. It's just how how we were raised. So that's one way. Matt also offers one-on-one mentoring for people looking to kind of go a little bit deeper, kind of have a more of a, an aggressive approach to attacking these things in their lives that are holding them back.
1: And on that note, so I understand that right now the portal that God has given to you, the people that God is bringing to you is mostly men, right? Uh, Men dealing or struggling with addictions, pornography, other kinds of sexual uh, issues. And if I understand correctly, Matthew, most of the mentoring you do has to do with men struggling with sexual addictions, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. So my training is through ITAP which is International Institute of Trauma and Addiction Professionals. And so the, the training there that I've been taught by many teachers is to be a pastoral sex addiction professional. And pretty much what that looks like is taking recovery intelligence, the best research, and, uh, and embracing, embracing the science of that. And what's been proven, melding that, with ancient wisdom and then bringing those two pieces forth so you know what miles is saying about the estuaries and and creation and um and really listening to the still small voice out there around the fire and in community this is that's ancient you know that's that's old indigenous that's you know we have stories of moses in the desert and a burning bush and a contemplative practice that. It's all there. But then there's science there, too, that talks about even forest bathing or, you know, the people with ADHD who are prescribed to spend time in, for example, are mm-hmm. prescribed to spend time in, in natural settings. And that it's like, really good for their mental health. Mm-hmm. So we, we take both of those, the the research and then the ancient wisdom, mm-hmm. and that really informs the, the mentoring. We groups as well that work through psychological, spiritual, emotional, physical aspects of addiction. And I think you may have said it, Brandon, is that right now the, the portal is pornography. Interestingly enough, we've found that that numbing behaviors of all shapes and sizes and all types of intensities are what is getting in the way of life. It's clogging clogging the pipes for, for so many. And I'll, I'll be really explicit with Christian men, particularly. There is no difference in what we're seeing when it comes to addictive behaviors from, from Christian men or people of other spiritual traditions. And so we've zeroed in on this, this aspect of addiction with pornography. And men who, who are really coming to us with, with relationships and just, just ruin. And mm-hmm. men who are coming to us from, from good, involved churches who have tried Bible prayer, preaching music, all the small groups, all the things, memorizing scripture, this and that, and still are defeated. Still are living defeated and are wondering, you know, what's so wrong with them? that that they're doing all the things so to speak that they thought you know and still have this unwanted uh, sexual behavior haunting haunting their lives and so um yeah yeah
1: so you've got the estuary retreats and you've got mentoring and matthew you also have a book right
2: yeah so the the book is called recover the wild unfiltered prayers and poems and it it does go along with what we're about so the gist of that is a part of my journey and removing removing my own prayer filter or removing the sieve the mesh that i would let kind of get in the way of my speech or especially my speech with god mm. I, I had um yeah this this filter that had really good theology and, and i would I filter my my poems and my prayers through that and so that book is about dismantling that and really um oh man we heard it recently miles from a, a man emotional nudity
0: with god. Yeah, i wrote that one down yeah
2: <laughs> completely being known by god in the poetry so you know, there are bad words in the, that book, and, and there are words of grief and words of questioning and, and rage, words, words of childlike innocence, which also is just as vulnerable. Sometimes, you know, vulnerability is seen as like, I'm going to share all the things that are wrong with me. But vulnerability is also, I'm going to share my glory. I'm going to share my innocence and my play, and I'm going to share my wild authenticity. And, and it's very, very much creation, creation based. Yeah. Of a lot of it's written in state parks, national forests, this or that. But how that kind of partners with what we do, it's almost like a you know being co-founders of Recover the Wild. It's almost like a a sneak peek into my heart mm-hmm. that I am a man with with struggles and confusion and who, who is not one with all the answers and, you know, has glory and struggles as a father and as a husband and all this. And and so it, it really humanizes that and really keeps, keeps me from being on a pedestal. You know, when you read what I write, it's obvious that, man, this guy he has not arrived. It <laughs> might be a little, little crazy, and so that's good. But what it, what it could do, and, and that's just, this is the whole poetry section, Brandon, the poetry and the prayers. What it could do, and what I've seen it do, is almost give people permission to take their, their speech filter, their prayer filter, their, their journaling filter off, and really tap some of the depths and, and write and speak from, from their heart, and in all their beauty and their pain.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that really resonates with me on my own journey is this relatively famous definition of contemplation by a guy named Walter Burkhart, and he says that contemplation is taking a long, loving look at the real. And that means both like looking at what's really real out there, god, reality, etc., but it also means taking a long, loving look inside of myself and being able to name those things. So You know, usually I have this filter, like you're talking about, this mask that I put on and who I'm hiding from mostly is myself. So in my own journey, it's been really significant to take that long, loving look at the real of what's really going on inside of me and being able to say that to God.
2: Brandon, what you're saying there, it reminds me of, you know, John Calvin, one of his quotes is that, you know, nearly all wisdom we possess, that is to say true and sound wisdom, consists of two parts. The knowledge of God and of ourselves. That's a big and. And right there, and of ourselves. Those two words, you know, that could say a lot about recover the wild. And what you're saying there, taking a long, loving look at the real, where you're at, actually at on the map. So we do take seriously, like you're saying, like this inner journey from emotions to story to history and family, ancestry, and all of this, like to know ourselves as part of the path to. And some of us had a lot, have a lot of catching up to do because we were really good at the first one, maybe, <laughs> like knowledge of God.
1: Well, we're good at knowledge about God, but like knowledge of God, like knowledge that you have of another person, that's a whole different story, right? So, yeah. But so I'm curious. I, I'm curious about you guys. How did you guys get started on this? Who are you guys a little bit? And uh, I think I'm going to kick the ball to Miles here. And this is the point where I get to say that I've known Miles for a really long time and it's really fun that our stories have kind of paralleled each other in a lot of different ways, uh, similar ministry, etc. And so, I mean, Miles, yeah, I just love to hear from you. How how this? How did you get started in this?
0: Yeah, so I myself have my own recovery journey that I've been actively engaging with over the last five and a half years, but it has been a part of my life for over 20 years in terms of the things that were holding me back that I wasn't even necessarily aware of. And so over the last five and a half years, I've been able to engage in different recovery groups and I've had a handful of experiences that have really opened up my eyes to how big God really is. And I have seen that God Can and will use whatever and whomever he wants to get at my heart. Whether it's a homosexual man or somebody from a completely different tradition that I've ever engaged in, but I've seen God really open up my world to understand what it is that he's doing, not only in my life, but in the lives of the people around me and my circle, and then in the lives of my community and in the world in, in general. And so as Matt and I have gotten to know each other, we've experienced very similar things. And we wanted to take these experiences and really, you know, the, the pie in the sky is just to tell the whole world, you know, like this is, this is out there for the taking. And so Recover the Wild is kind of the, the seeds, kind of the beginnings of what we hope to give to the rest of the world so that they can have similar experiences.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So Matthew, what got you into this?
2: I was, I was with my spiritual director in Pennsylvania and 2016. And I'd really found my my life in a good bit of wreckage. And uh, you know, I had a, a nice little master's of theology, been a youth pastor, ministry, trained in all sorts of ways, and I just found myself at this point where it just wasn't producing the kind of fruit that was closest to my heart, closest to my longing, closest to Christ. And one of the things he recommended, and I call him Dumbledore to this day, long white hair, aged man. He said, Matthew, it's time to go. It's time to go outside and listen for the voice of God in creation. And it was that pivotal moment for me. It was like this whole other world opened up to me. This, this idea that uh, Gerald... Manly Hopkins puts it this way, Christ plays in 10,000 places. And the idea that I can encounter God, encounter Christ, encounter life in the, the solitude and the pace and the wildness of mountains and rivers and and all sorts of lands. In in ways, stories, I, I mean, I could spend three I mean, hours talking about, but that kicked kicked it off. And and so an example and this I was up on a Crowder Mountain in outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was reading some of Brennan Manning's Abba's Child and I was struck while I was on the summit looking down at the hawks. I was just struck with the the simple truth. I am Abba is fond of me. Abba is fond of me. My Abba is fond of me. And so I ran down that mountain. It's a state park. There's other people around. I ran down that mountain, repeating the line over and over like a mantra. My Abba is fond of me. I, I can't really give words to it. I was skipping. My my smile had taken over my face. And it's something about being in that community, that wild community. I don't think the same thing would have happened enclosed in a building with, you know, artificial lighting. And then I get to the bottom of that mountain. And then I'm, and then I, I'm breathing, I'm catching my breath. And then I'm just hit with a tidal wave of grief on this other aspect on how I've been in my relationships and, and even some of the unintentional pain I've caused. And so I walk through the woods grieving and And crying and that's um, that's one story there are many many more of how I've encountered the the Holy One in wild settings and there's a there's a old story that I'll just give my best shot at but it's about a young Jewish boy who began He began skipping synagogue and he would skip synagogue and he would go out and he would wander in the woods and he would talk with God. The only thing is his father was the rabbi and presiding at the synagogue. And the father started noticing this and he he pulled him aside one day after seeing this trend. And he said, son, I've noticed you skipping synagogue and you're going into the woods. What are you going to do? What are you up to out there? And his son says, Father, I go out into the woods to, to be with God. And the rabbi is so pleased with his his boy, he says, Oh yes. Oh son, I love that. Don't you but don't you know that God is the same in the synagogue and in the woods? And the son says, Father, I know God is the same, but I'm not. And that speaks to some of the magic that I've experienced, and I know many others have experienced. And it's it's all over Scripture too, of when man and nature meet, or man and mountains meet. I think the poet says, "The big things happen." And so that that has been um, a big part of what's brought me to recover the wild.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, God's not different, but. I am. I'm different in different places. So, yeah. So what's your guys' vision, your long-term vision? And I'm not really asking for your five-year plan or anything. People who know me know that I'm going to rebel against that. But what, um, Miles, you said earlier that this is you want this to be here for the taking, that there's stuff for people to have. So, yeah, what is your vision?
0: Yeah. So just speaking from my own experience, I, I know what it's like to be a man controlled by fear and to let fear make the decisions for me, which means that my family suffered because of that. My community suffered because I didn't engage with the giftedness, the things that God has put inside of me that He's made me good at to help give back. And so, you know. Like, you know, numbers of different things don't take place when I choose to let fear make a choice for me. And so as we've said right now, the, the avenue through which we have tried to give people exposure to these different services that we've offered has been mainly men, and knowing that when men engage with their true selves, when they reconnect with nature and reconnect with God, that dominoes fall after that and their families are changed and in in turn communities are changed. And so ultimately our vision is to see communities change. You know, we want to see families with changed legacies and knowing that that is an extension of the call of Jesus to go out into the world because it's about changing lives and seeing God's kingdom in reality and in the world. And that is a a short synopsis of what we would love to see happen and let Recover the Wild be a small, small part of The big things that God is currently doing.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, I've seen a lot of people, myself included, whose lives can be governed by fear or controlled by fear. And there's just so much health that comes from being released from that control. So yeah, Anyway, I know, Matthew, you have to go here in a few minutes. So before you do, I wanted to ask you about your online class, uh, an email course. And we're actually giving listeners, uh, listeners if, you're, if you want it, we're giving one away for free. It's your Filterless Poetry course. And so what's that about, Matthew?
2: So the Filterless Prayer course is this seven-day challenge. And it was kind of birthed out of the, the book. And what it is is a seven-day jumpstart to, to journaling, to beginning to dismantle your own prayer filter or poetry filter and deal with topics of grief and joy and childlike play and all of these bits. And so there's poems in there. And the, the big idea with that is returning, returning intimately to your own experience, to yourself, that long, living, long, loving gaze at the real and uh, so it's a contemplative practice but it it's also a practice for as we've mentioned those who may be mired in addictions of all sorts and sizes and so yeah it, it really is an intro to to poetry and to writing and to journaling and prayer and all those emails i I respond to and accompany people mm-hmm. through for, for those seven days.
1: So this is not a, a self paced course. Once you're in it, you're actually responding to people. Yeah. And is this something that anybody can do, or is this only for men?
2: Yeah. So there there are a lot of women ones who love recover the wild all over all over the continent. And so yeah, especially the poetry side. Yeah. So yeah, many many ones that are not men have have definitely gone through it and love it and share their poetry and their prayers. And so it's another way of touching on our emotions and intimate connection with
1: God. All right, well, you guys tell me then, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I mean, and I'll make sure this is all in the show notes. So listeners, if you want to join the class, you, you'll you have a link in the class to join for free. But guys, if somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way to do it?
2: I'd say Matthew at recoverthewild.com that email. And you can find us at RecoverTheWild.com, but that email's
1: a direct link. All right. Very cool. So you can just straight up connect with Matthew via email. And guys, thank you so much for taking some time with me today. I really appreciate it. Listeners, all of this information will be in the show notes. You get the filterless poetry class for free, um, plus links to their website and everything else. Um, Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. Listeners, may the grace of Christ go with you wherever the road takes you.
2: Man.
1: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit us at SignpostN.org. While you're there, sign up for our e-newsletter and we'll send you a free ebook. Also, a big thanks to all of our supporters. SignpostN is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and we exist only because of our generous donors who make everything we do possible. Please consider supporting us with your recurring donation. Visit signpostin.org slash donate.